This is it right here. Combining a team of reporters, columnists, and commentators. Don't you ever talk about me! Are you serious? Jack Ebling has brought thought-provoking discussion. What are you doing? That's a damn coaching mistake. Opinion. The customer is the one who decides when the future gets here. Oh, no! The ship is on fire! You have to check the report. Are you kidding me? That game was fixed. And overall infotainment. I'll take Jim Harbaugh. What has he done? Crazy cooter coming at you. Quiet, please. In exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. Thanks, big fella. Don't you ever come back here again. No arguments. Those are called ass tunes. So buckle up. You talking to me? It's time for The Drive with Jack Ebling. Yeah, for some reason or another... You sound a little taller on radio. Great afternoon, mid-Michigan and beyond, and welcome to The Drive with Jack, the Spotlight Radio Network, getting ready for another big mid-Michigan sports weekend. Of course, we have college football. We have high school football uh, to the semifinal rounds, but there are other sports on campus and off campus this weekend. And Michigan State Hockey, a tremendous buzz now with what's going on with this program. Uh, Doug Warren, we want to welcome in our Monday through Thursday producer for this show, Rob Bennett. And he is a diehard hockey follower and has attended, I think, every Michigan State home game this season. Rob, how are you? Good. Great to be here, Jack. And uh, you're right. And we're... Even better, we're being joined by the starting goaltender of the nationally ranked Michigan State hockey team, graduate student from Northville, Michigan, Dylan St. Cyr. Dylan, how are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Dylan, what has happened with Michigan State this year in year one under Adam Nightingale on year one with Dylan St. Cyr, I think has surprised if not shocked a lot of people uh are you pleasantly surprised with what's happened or could you see this coming um i don't want to say i'm shocked by any means uh i think there's definitely expectations that uh we've kind of surprised other people but i I mean i've been around since since mid-summer now since we've all been kind of training as a group together and uh, the practice and the work we've kind of been putting in. Uh, we obviously had a chip on our shoulder kind of coming into this season, and uh, with the, the expectations that we had for ourselves are probably a lot higher than uh, other people had for us. So um, I think right now we're we're doing well and as expected for our group, and uh, we, we'd like to continue to kind of keep going that way. Dylan, you've had a couple of different coaching staffs throughout your career. What's the biggest difference with Adam Nightingale and his staff? Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, kind of a great, uh, unique culture that we're that we're kind of creating here. Um, and part of the, the pull and the draw uh, to his recruiting for uh, my sixth year of college hockey uh, was I did come from two groups, uh, both Notre Dame and Quinnipiac, that had a great culture, um, and kind of he wanted to enable that same culture here at Michigan State, right? So um, I think the way that the the coaching staff with him. Uh, Towns and uh, DeMichael, I think they all really kind of came together as a good group uh, along with Fast, and um, I think they, they've done a really good job to kind of turn this thing around and create a good culture that everybody wants to be a part of. What is the secret 
with what Adam Nightingale and his assistant uh, coaches have done. Uh, you weren't here, but you certainly knew what Michigan State hockey uh, was all about in recent years and uh, some of the misfortune. And here to be in first place in the conference and to have the first back-to-back sweeps, four-game winning streak in Big Ten play, uh, uncharted waters, Dylan. Yeah, um, I, I don't think there's really any secret, to be honest. Uh, obviously, the, the wins are great, um, but for us, we kind of want to just focus on being the best version of ourselves, and uh, we come in each week uh, with the mindset of getting better no matter what happened on the weekend. Um, so obviously, we, we enjoy the winning and the, that aspect of the outcomes, but um, those don't ultimately determine what we'll be doing throughout the week. So uh, kind of maintaining that mindset uh, for us has, has probably been the biggest thing, and I think for for what we want to do and keep accomplishing moving forward, we know we still got to get a lot better. Um, obviously, the, the competition's really high in the Big Ten, and, and we want to continue to to keep improving at the pace we have been. Rob, what stands out to you about Dylan watching him in the net? Uh, I'm struck by how often he handles the puck. Yeah, I would agree, and it's his steadiness with the puck and and with every all the commotion that goes on in front of the net and him being able to stay calm uh, under that pressure. And, of course, we can't talk about a good goaltender like Dylan is without talking about the defense in front of him. What's been the biggest difference of the defensive core over these last, what, six, seven, eight games for for you guys? Yeah, uh, I think we've done a really good job of really minimizing the backdoor chances. Um, I think that was a, a conversation we had, and especially after the first game in Notre Dame. Uh, we really wanted to, to minimize those those chances against, um, which kind of gave me the confidence to play the shooter, uh, but also gave the D the confidence that that's their man and that's who they can take, right? So uh, everybody kind of has a responsibility, and uh, I mean the defense as well as the center and the wingers who have been able to kind of get back and um, – Really, really the, the full five-man unit has been uh, crucial in kind of playing that team defense style. So uh, whether that's in zone or on the rush, um, we've done a really good job of kind of playing to our identity, and uh, we want to keep going forward with that. Dylan, when you think about the penalty kill for this team has been so strong, and there was a long streak of scoreless play, you had a lot to do with that. But can you talk about uh, the performance of that unit in front of you? Yeah, I think the the special teams, um, no, no matter if it's a penalty kill or the power play, uh, obviously are a huge, crucial role uh, in, in success in a hockey team. Uh, obviously, you get hot, you get cold in, in some ways or another, uh, no matter what team you're on. But um, I think the the structure we've been playing has been great uh, in the way that we've we've really committed to our structure. Uh, I think the guys and on the penalty kill, uh, the, the way that we play the game in general is, is a hard press game, and that carries over really well. To the penalty kill, um, I think we've been predictable in, in the things that we want to give up uh, versus the things that we don't. And guys have been doing really good at, at playing their role and uh, moving forward on that penalty kill. Dylan, obviously talking a little offense now. Michigan State's one of the highest scoring teams, not only in the Big Ten but the country. You as a goaltender, I mean, that has to make your job maybe a little bit easier. I mean, scoring three, four goals a night. Uh, how does that feel? Yeah, obviously it takes a, a lot of pressure off and uh, you're kind of just able to play your game. Um, obviously, 
that, that comes to no surprise as uh, we're kind of facing those shooters in practice every day. Uh, we obviously have a skilled group, but the way that we play the game, uh, I think, kind of affords us those opportunities on offense. So, uh, obviously, the, the skill is great, but we also play in a, in a skilled league. Um, so, I think the way that we play the game and, and the hard work that we kind of put in is, is definitely what ultimately leads to that. Who's the, who's the hardest guy to stop in practice, if you had to pick one? <laughs> I don't know if I could pick single one guy out. I, I'd have to say we honestly have, uh, on any given day, a, a good group of guys that, that really can uh, step up their offensive game in any, in any any which way. The political answer, Jack, right there. Yeah. He's right. yeah. If you look at the, if you look at the Very depth. Very well done. Yeah, if you look at the depth and the way they're scoring, he's absolutely right. It could be Spoken anyone. Spoken like a guy who started at Notre Dame. He's been to three programs, so obviously he knows how to handle the politics of this. Uh, when you think about... Uh, goalie save percentages and rates uh what is a good save percentage on breakaways or shootout opportunities dylan i don't even know if i could ballpark that for you obviously uh it kind of depends and and very dependent maybe you could give me a better answer than than i could give you on that one okay i'm wondering because uh have you spent any time with neil kepke uh writer and he's been covering college hockey since uh, before World War II. No, he's been covering it for, uh, for more than a half century. And uh, he was a goaltender, actually, briefly, very briefly, at Ohio State. And I'm wondering if someone of your skill set could actually uh, make him able to stop a shot down in that shooting room you have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm definitely willing to give it a shot, but... Uh probably get some pads and, and figure out how we yeah. can make that happen. Yeah, we'll work on that. I think that would be fun, Rob. we got to get Kepke in. Oh, absolutely down. correct. I yeah. can't wait to see it if it does happen. Yeah. Uh, now the challenge doesn't get any easier. Uh, you went from Wisconsin, which is having a very disappointing season, to uh, the back-to-back wins. Some would say upsets. Uh, it didn't play like it. Uh, against Ohio State, and now on the road for Penn State, a team that has been terrific most of the year. Then you come back and you've got Minnesota and uh, a home game against Michigan. Can you talk about this schedule moving forward and what this team needs to do to sustain? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we, we want to look too far ahead, uh, especially, obviously, this weekend's kind of our main goal and priority. Yeah. Uh, we want to focus on getting better each week and, and sticking to our game plan and what works, and we'll kind of tweak that uh, one game at a time. So um, not looking too far ahead is obviously a big thing. Uh, obviously, all the Big Ten teams are great teams, uh, no matter who you are playing. And on any given night, they can give you a great competition. So uh, we kind of want to go in there with that mindset, no matter what team we're playing, that, that we'll play our same game. Dylan hey, Rob, doesn't Dylan sound... A little bit like Adam Nightingale, they're talking about process and sure. just dealing with what's immediately ahead of him. Uh, he's gotten the message. Absolutely correct. And I was wondering, speaking of Coach Adam Nightingale, uh, Dylan, now it seems like you're on this hot streak, winning streak, whatever you want to call it. As Coach Knight, now you've kind of maybe people are starting to look at this team maybe a little different instead of being uh, the hunting. You're the hunted now, nationally ranked. Of course, Penn State's nationally ranked. Has Coach nightingale kind of talked about the ranking and and or just kind of kept it even keel in that aspect of being the hunted now perhaps 
Um, I, I don't know if I would say we're the hunted yet. I think we still want to kind of play with a chip on our shoulder. Uh, we're three weekends into Big Ten play, and uh, we're, we're not even at the top of, of the top half of those ranking, the nationally ranked, right? So we want to continue to work hard and, and be better uh, than, we, than we are the, the previous weekend. Um, and I think it, it's great for the alumni or fans or everybody who is watching to kind of see those nationally ranks. But for us, I think we kind of want to just focus on each weekend at a time, and, and those those stats will kind of take care of themselves. All right, so what's the focus now going into Penn State, then? Obviously, they're a team that generates a lot of offense, uh, a lot of shots. Uh, we kind of want to minimize uh, chances off of those those plays and, and the, the cycle opportunity that they can create. They have a great atmosphere. Um, so that, that's something that we have to embrace and, and not really step away from. So. Uh, to kind of play our game, not be intimidated by a good team, uh, go in there and have some success. Uh, that's what we're kind of looking forward to do. We're talking with Dylan St. Cyr, and a very interesting story in his college hockey career from Northville to Notre Dame, then to Quinnipiac, and now back here uh, to mid-Michigan. Can you take us through the decision process for your second transfer and what led you to East Lansing? Yeah, um, obviously I had a great time uh, my four years undergrad in Notre Dame uh, before transferring to, to Quinnipiac. And like I said, I had some exposure to two great programs that had uh, a winning culture. Um, and I think given being my sixth year, uh, I really wanted to look at a school that was going to embody the same the same type of winning culture. Um, so when Knight and Miguel called and uh, being part of a group that, that was able to build that from the ground up uh, was really exciting. And I think uh, the process that we, we've been through uh, from the summer with a, a largely new group of guys, um, whether it be the, the transfers or the freshmen coming in, all playing a really important role on this team, uh, it was really excited to, to get back and especially being close to home, uh, being from Northville, Michigan only an hour or so away uh, was definitely a big pull, being close to family, having friends and family come support on weekends. Um, I think it's all kind of played into a really good situation here at Michigan State. You're going to have an opportunity uh, when Notre Dame comes to East Lansing. You played, but you played the games in South Bend, right, the the, Mm -hmm. the first set. Uh, Notre Dame will be here later in the season, and you'll have a chance to be the first goaltender uh, to get a win for Notre Dame against Michigan State, and then Michigan State against Notre Dame in Monterina. Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty exciting, but obviously that's pretty far far ahead. Um, yeah. I think at any point in time, uh, knowing half of those guys on the team, the entire coaching staff, the ops group, and support staff that comes along with it, it's always exciting to see them uh, just on a personal basis. Uh, a lot of them are friends and people I still keep in touch with. So anytime I kind of get to see them in, in general, it's, it's going to be a fun weekend. But uh, obviously being able to accomplish something like that would be very exciting. A couple more before we let you get ready for this game. Rob, do you have a last question? Yeah, for real, yeah real quick. Uh, if you had to choose, Dylan, now you've seen Mun Ice Arena and how the crowds are starting to get bigger and getting a little rowdy in there with the student section. Are you more excited maybe to get a win at home or go on the road and pitch a shutout against the rowdy fans across the Big Ten? Which, which is more satisfying for you if you had to choose? It's hard to say. I think in each 
each respect, it's really fun. Uh, obviously, going away and having the, the intimidation of the, the away crowd uh, is always exciting. But if we want to talk about the fans here at Mont Ice Arena, uh, obviously there's probably no better feeling to, to come at home and uh, win a game for the fans and put on a performance that they enjoy watching. So uh, in that respect, I would say at home, just because uh, the support that we get and obviously we kind of want to build and continue to build that atmosphere uh, of a winning culture, not only with, within the locker room, but within the fans and uh, everybody who's supporting us as well. Last thing for you, Dylan, a lot of guys learn the game from their dads, and uh, you certainly have had hockey in your family, but you're in a unique situation with your mom and her role in hockey history. Uh, who's a better goaltender, uh, Dylan St. Cyr or Manon Rayom, and does she critique your performance? If we're going to give uh, track record uh, the influence on this one, I'll tip my cap to her. Uh she she's definitely done uh, a great job at helping me along the way. Uh, obviously, critiquing performance is, is hard on uh, the basis of how how much the game has changed in, in a technical sense. Right. But um, being someone who's kind of available uh, for me to talk to when I do need help, and uh, whether that's on the mental side of the game, uh, and, and that's mostly what the case is, uh, versus the technical side, uh, I think she's been a great resource and also played a good role in not. Uh, overstepping, but really kind of allowing me to to go to her for questions uh, rather than vice versa. Certainly a trailblazer in hockey history, uh, and uh, you've done some great work here in your short time at Michigan State. Look forward to watching you the rest of your final season of college hockey. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, good luck against the Nittany Lions. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, Rob, uh, you're off duty for the rest of the week. <laughs> well, I was great. I was very pleased to hear that I could come in and uh, talk a little Michigan State hockey, one of the hottest topics in all the sports around here in Michigan State athletics. And there's a lot of good things going on, but Michigan State hockey, certainly one of them. And uh, just uh, glad to hear your voice on a Friday, Jack. <laughs> Doug Warren and I will take it the rest of the way and uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. We'll be right back with much, much more here on The Drive with Jack.